Hey, Rachel. Hi, Brian. So how was your week? Horrific. (laughs) (laughs) So this week, I feel like I can identify with Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Yoda. Everyone's talking about Baby Yoda. But it's like I'm just trying to stay under the radar and keep my head down and be a cute baby. But everywhere I turn, there is a bounty hunter trying to get me. I think you've been watching The Mandalorian. I have been. Okay, we're going to talk about this later, right? We, we must. Okay, until then, this is This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. My name is No. My sign is No. My number is No. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. Need to let it go. Okay, Rachel, we're coming off of Thanksgiving week. We didn't have a show. We didn't. We missed everybody. We I missed, hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, but we had a cool idea, which is that we would do on Twitter this daily nope. Yes. Because we're, we are always spotting things, and usually we save them for the podcast once a week. We said, why should we deprive our audience, especially when we skipped a week? Let's let's give a feed of the daily nopes as we see them. And they're not all going to be hits, but they're you're sort of living a day in the life of uh, Brian and Rachel. The nope hunters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the response was amazing. I know. People were really into it because I just feel like people need nopes to tide them over in between. Yes. Episodes. Once a week is not enough. No. no they, need, <laughs> they need it every day, all the time. It's like when there's Big Brother and they have them like five nights a week. But yes. that's what this is now. That's, yes. We are we are going daily. <laughs> so we're going to continue with this, right? We'll, I think we'll so. try. We're, yeah. we're still in beta, but so far the response has been good and we, we will continue. So how's it going to work? We're, we're hashtagging a daily nope. Daily right? nope. And um, if if you guys have any suggestions, just tweet them at us, email us this week in nope at gmail.com, and maybe we will talk about them or tweet about them. Fantastic. Okay. So it's been a while since we did any like heavy duty international politics, and it's being served up to us in a platter this week because Trump is at the NATO summit oh, in England. God help us all. It's been a while. So, you know, there's so much corruption that we're talking about. It's easy to forget how insane this man is and how much damage he has done on the world stage. And in one whirlwind of destruction, like three <laughs> days at this summit, he's like the Tasmanian devil. He is like, like a category five fire. tornado. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay. So I'm going to, uh, tackle one topic that he talked about. And I was relieved that he even talked about this, which was climate change. And He uh, talked about climate change. He did. He said, climate change is very important to me, which I was excited to hear. But then I heard the details. So he said, I've done many environmental impact statements over my life, and I believe very strongly in very, very crystal clear, clean water and clean air. Okay. So he like these environmental impact statements. This is what you do when you're like building something on like a wetlands on a marsh, and you want to make sure that like spotted owls aren't being impacted. But who doesn't believe in clean water and clean air? <laughs> right, like who's going to come out at like a NATO summit and be like, I believe in dirty water, water and <laughs> dirty air? air. Like, <laughs> no, but he elaborated. Um, because there's more to this. He has a nuanced opinion. He said, I also see what's happening with our oceans, where certain countries are dumping unlimited loads of things in, and they float. They tend to float towards the United States. I see that happening, and nobody's ever seen anything like it, and it's gotten worse. But no, it's very important to me also. But I want clean air, and clean water would be number one and number two. This is word salad. Nobody's ever seen anything <laughs> like it, because it's not happening. But there also, are not- what, are, what is the like gravitational pull of the United States on like garbage that floats <laughs> in the ocean, a new Coriolis like, effect, like swirling <laughs> the 
towards the jet stream stream swirls towards the United States. He has like a PhD in fluid dynamics. This is absolute nonsense. You know what it is? It's this whole thing. It's this whole concept that like we're we're under assault from the like detritus of other nations. The same way he thinks that there's caravans of Mexicans coming up and assaulting our border. He thinks there's like caravans of like plastic bottles and other countries shit. No, he likes to accuse everybody else of the exact same things that he's doing. We are like the biggest polluter and he's like just making it worse. And if only NATO would pay pay its share of the military budget, then uh, it would solve climate change. He's like a mob. He's a mob boss. He's He's the head of an international crime syndicate. Right, of course. And then, you know, he went around and he insulted everybody and he said different things about, you know, North Korea and ISIS and NATO and everything. It was just a complete embarrassment that he was there. disaster. But it's like, I mean, how much worse could it get? You just wonder. And then it gets worse. It it gets worse. But the only good thing about this is that he left early. (laughs) Well, what happened is he overheard some of the other leaders on like an open mic saying how terrible he was, including Justin Trudeau, who he otherwise likes, saying that he was... And Macron saying that he was two-faced. And when he heard that, he's like, fuck this. I'm not staying for the the, the final no, thing. No, he called, he called <laughs> Justin Trudeau two-faced for saying something behind his back, right? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And Macron, they had this whole to-do about ISIS and so forth, where he said that all the ISIS fighters come from France and he Germany. He makes shit up and, and sells it to people. It is so embarrassing. I cannot wait for this administration to be over. This I do is not where ever want to da- think about I mean, these climate people change again. is where the real damage is being done. Our international relations is where this real damage is being done. I can't wait to shut this down in real life oh, soon God, enough. Oh, God, please, please, Until then, God. all we can do is shut him down on Sh- this podcast. Shut no, it down. Please. No, absolutely no. not. Shut no. it down. That's a really big problem. We have other problems. We have a first world problem, like, of the first magnitude. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Coming up. We're going to change gears here. The big problem nowadays is hairstylists talking to you. I love talking while you're getting to your my hairstylist. While you're getting your haircut. I love my hairstylist too. In fact, I pick them to some extent based because, on how much I like talking yes. to them, right? There's only so good a haircut you can get, right? They're all kind of the same. It's, it's about the conversation right. as much as it's about the hair. Right. Well, I've gotten this entire story from the New York Post, so hat okay. tip to them. So they quote someone named Ashley Rizzo of Ridgefield, Connecticut, lovely town. She says about her hairstylist, I don't care how, how cute her dog is or if she can't wait for a vacation to Florida with her boyfriend. I only care if she's going to do a good job. What if talking distracts her and she messes up my hair? Okay. This That's is... part of the job. You can walk and chew gum at the same time. Okay. Apparently not to Ashley Rizzo. Um, so this is being addressed, of course, in London at the forefront of stylistic trends. <laughs> okay. There's a there's a salon there called Not Another Salon, and they have something new on their menu called the Silent Haircut, <laughs> okay. which is exactly as it sounds. You can opt to have your um, your hairstylist muzzled. <laughs> Have their vocal cords removed, have their throat anesthetized somehow so that they can't speak to you during the haircut. Um, This is... this is actually has defenders. So there's this woman named Sophia Hilton. She's the host of a BBC makeover show called Misfit Salon, uh-huh. who says, why is it we feel embarrassed to say we need some quiet time? Why do we feel we need to bury our heads in a book and hope they get the hint? To which my question is, who reads a book during a haircut? <laughs> like, is the problem that acute that you need to like, like I'll scroll through Instagram or something right. just as, an, as or a, a diversion. Magazine. Yeah, like- but it's not like I, I, it's not like I do it to shut down. 
down the stylus. It's just like we do. That's what we do. We have Insta on yeah. whenever we're doing anything. So apparently this is better that this is so that we don't have to be reduced to reading a book. So then back to Ashley Rizzo for a second. And and for her, sadly, there are no silent haircuts available in, in Connecticut. <laughs> So she has her own solution. She's gone for the nuclear option. She says, I recently cut my hair so short. I can hit a barber shop and be in and out in 20 minutes. That leaves plenty of time to go have a great cup of coffee in silence. Okay. Okay. But I have some questions about this salon in London. What's it called? Not another salon? Not another salon. When it is, Are in all fact, of another the haircuts salon. silent? Because... No, I think it's an option. But then you're still going to hear the people That's at the what next I'm chair. Saying. It's all or nothing. Thing. Like, you can't have like. You can't, so this isn't a la carte. <laughs> if you want silence, it has to be silent. Well, Uber right? has the silent driver. Actually, I've never seen the silent driver option on UberX, but I was for particular reason I don't normally take Uber Black but I couldn't get a it was the rain I couldn't get an Uber X I picked an Uber Black and sure enough Uber Black gets the silent driver option oh that's good so it's like a perk for the fancy people oh so you basically it's for the 1% only get silence oh and um, for but I, I did see that uh, the silent too. haircut there's no upcharge that's the same price as uh as a regular haircut. Well, so, of course it should be if the person next to you is chatting away. <laughs> I would getting... pay extra for like a full it's salon. It's false advertising. You have to buy out the whole salon. <laughs> well, I have some boots on the ground. So it just turned out that the day I read that, I had a haircut. Oh. And I love my hairdresser. Her name is Ray. And um, she's awesome. I know everything about her because we talk freely about each other's lives. And I and find it like a kind of therapy. Yeah. yeah. And I've had ones that I don't enjoy talking to as much. I had... Um, Someone, a woman from Ukraine who sort of stared blankly into the middle distance in the mirror and didn't want to talk. She didn't want to talk, so I didn't talk. It's like, uh, just be a human, right? She was probably worried about the fate of her nation. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> She was thinking about bigger things. She was the Crimea and the little green men. No, so I talked to Ray and I told her about the story and she was outraged. She's like, what am I, a slave? Like, yeah, right. I'm a human being. This is like, we're taking the human element out of these service jobs. Yeah, like, if you cut me, do I not bleed? Yeah, no, this is this is awful. This is like forcing the Walmart greeters to smile. And like, well, I guess, but that, you know what I mean? Like the forced behavioral, like the human behavioral element of like having to capitalism forces you to do yeah, these things. Yeah, and these traditional jobs are about conversation. You don't get into the service field industry. of yes. hair cutting if you're not a social person. Right, because you right. hate people. Right. <laughs> you love hair, you hate people. <laughs> I'm not sure I want that. <laughs> okay. So no, no please, no. shut down this silent haircut. No. I want noisy, boisterous want... social haircuts. Yes, I love talking to Rodrigo. Oh, Rodrigo, you He's guys fabulous. are friends. We're yeah. friends. Yeah. We're friends outside of the salon. That's the model relationship. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we should all aspire to Rodrigo. <laughs> nope, shut this down. Nope. Nope. Okay. Rachel, what do you have? Okay, so everyone's talking about this um, Peloton ad campaign. Okay. And um, I don't know who created it or who <laughs> greenlit it, but it's like... Well, you watch it and you're like, there were so many decisions here that led to this. <laughs> Creative decisions. <laughs> yes, it's like layers upon layers of 
disasters. So you generally like I, I'm not in the advertising business, but I can infer that you don't want your holiday ad campaign to send your stock down 10 percent. That's a fair a assumption. If you're a publicly, a traded. <laughs> okay. publicly traded company. Recently right. publicly traded. Yes, recent. It yeah. just this year. So for those of you who don't know what Peloton is, it's a company that sells these very expensive stationary bikes. And there's also a subscription model to their virtual classes where you have these instructors and it's a whole virtual community of people who work out together but alone in the comfort of their right. own It's homes. one of these bullshit, quote unquote, communities where it's really just a bike with someone shouting at you on a video screen. Right. And people are really into it. People like it. I've never tried it, so I can't say one thing or right. another. But so this holiday ad campaign is called The Gift That Gives Back. And boy, <laughs> did it give back. But okay. probably not in the way that Pella ton wanted it okay so there's this woman in the ad she's this like beautiful thin woman and she gets uh her husband surprises her with a peloton for christmas and her husband he looks like remember um robert chambers the preppy murderer (laughs) jennifer levin (laughs) yes in the 80s yeah so her husband's robert chambers and this poor woman (laughs) it's not a real husband (laughs) okay boomer let's talk about the preppy murders He's he's a preppy guy. And so this woman who's like obviously scared because her husband's a murderer is now like body shaming her for Christmas. She's like, oh, well. It's like getting someone a stack of diet books. Yeah. She's like a Peloton. (laughs) But she's already like a super skinny fit. Yeah, woman, she's right? like a 25 year old, like super fit woman. So then she proceeds to make like this year long video diary of herself looking terrified the entire time and using the Peloton to prove to her husband that she's like actually like enjoying it. Committed and, to like, her com- own fitness her so to please <laughs> to please him. Yes. yes. So and there's nothing but like fear in her eyes the entire time. And she also seems to have like a nine-year-old daughter, which is weird because she does not look any older than but like 25 I, I or 26. I saw this thing. It looks like a hostage video. Like every time she looks and she's like trying to look happy, but you can see like the fear in her eyes. There's like a tremble. There's a tremble. She's like, oh, great. 6 a.m. Peloton. Oh, great. Five days in a row. Amazing. You know, you're just like, right, yeah, right. it's a hostage video. So... People had a lot of issues with this ad. It came out a few weeks ago, but like it suddenly went viral this week and people went bananas because you're not supposed to give your significant other like diet fitness gifts. It's awkward. It's you're supposed to love them the way they are (laughs) unless they like expressly asked for a Peloton. She was clearly surprised by this gift and did not want it. She she was like, get this fucking thing out of my house. That's what she would have said if her husband wasn't Robert Chambers. (laughs) (laughs) So... You know, the whole story really starts to make sense once you introduce the Robert Chambers element, right? Right. If he wasn't a murderer. (laughs) She would have spoken her truth, but she couldn't. Okay. Okay. Shut it down. No Peloton. Get a better ad agency. Okay, Rachel, what's next? So um, I talked a little bit before about Baby Yoda in the intro. And so Baby Yoda has overtaken the internet. And um, I was ahead of the curve on this one, like I am with most (laughs) things. So a few years ago, uh, I dressed AJ as Baby Yoda for Halloween. Just Yoda then, because there was no Baby Yoda. But he was Baby Yoda. He was a baby. He he was like just one and a half 
years old and he caused a sensation mm. on the internet. So I, on the internet, yes. not just in Long Island <laughs> not, City. It, it was like, you know, it rippled outward. People were going, it was so cute. So um, when this whole Baby Yoda thing started going viral, I wanted to see what it was all about. And here's what happened. So Disney launched their streaming service, Disney Plus, and I subscribed. And there's a show called The Mandalorian, which before I knew what it was, I thought was about a mandolin that turns into a DeLorean. I thought it was about John DeLorean, yeah, like right? a man named John DeLorean. Right. But it's apparently it's like about, it's about a, pers- a bounty hunter. Um, like Boba Fett. Right, and the person is from the planet of, like, Mandalore or something, or Mandaloria or whatever. So it's a Lucasfilm production. It takes place in the Star Wars universe, and there's this 50-year-old baby, which I guess for Yoda, 50 would be a baby. He's like Methuselah. He's like a 1,000 years old. Yeah, so, and, like, he's in, like, a flying stroller, and he looks like (laughs) Yoda. We don't know what his name is, because he might not be Yoda. He's probably, like, a... He could be a proto-Yoda. Like a relative, a cousin. <laughs> Second cousin. The literature is unclear at this point. The, the body of <laughs> literature, the body, the scholarship. The one. scholarship is unclear, but um, there there are four episodes out, and admittedly, I've only seen the, the first half of the first one, um, but I'm intrigued, you know? So let me just talk about what, what's going on here. So like many Star Wars movies, the show um, does not have the best dialogue. That's okay. not their forte ever. The first line, in fact, is, quote, look at his glands. Glands? G-L-A-N-D-S? Yes. Not G-L-A-N-S. No, G-L-A-N-D-S. Does this and person have, like, external glands? I guess so. Like, they're trying to, like, get the musk out of the glands to sell it on the black market. So, that, like, there's, like, they're at this intergalactic watering hole, and there's this like bounty hunter. It's like the cantina, right? Yeah. And, and uh, the Mandalorian is there, the bounty hunter, and he arrests a guild fish of a man who looks like he escaped from the set of um, Guillermo del Toro's The Shape of Shape Water. Water yeah. And they catch an Uber, like a flying Uber. <laughs> they, t- they won't take the first one. They take the second one. And they escape. What was wrong with the first one? It, there was some problem with it. <laughs> and they like escape an ice monster and get on a spaceship. It's like very good production value, though. Of course, yeah. I, yeah. So um, I don't know. I just find it like hard to watch a show about a person who wears a mask. I'm, I'm having the same problem with Watchmen. Because you kind of want to see their facial expressions sure, to things yeah. that happen. That's So that's your problem with the whole thing? Is so there's that's a mask? one of my problems. Okay. So the, the Dialogue p- is terrible. <laughs> no face. <laughs> the plot thickens when the, the masked bounty hunter meets uh, Werner Herzog, which that was when my... Wait, like, he does, he's not an actor. Yes, he is. Now well, he is? Well, he's kind of like playing himself in this. <laughs> does he exist in, in the Star Wars universe? He, now he does. <laughs> so Werner... Like, like he's like, please lower your blaster. It's great. It's just such a great moment. Wait, having Werner Hartzog in the Star Wars universe is like having Meryl Streep in the Marvel universe, <laughs> yes. like playing herself. It's fabulous. <laughs> and so, but then like Werner Herzog has this super secret assignment for the bounty hunter, and that is to kill baby Yoda. Wait, Mandalorian is to kill baby Yoda. That's, this cute little... This cute little... <laughs> so it's the maternal instinct in you that is yes. offended Yes, so here. I was offended by that. And Baby Yoda is so cute. And, and the problem is that, like, 
he risks getting overexposed, I think, at this point, you know? Wait, we're back in the real world, not in we're, the in the Mandalorian world. We're back world, in the right? real world. So, so you're saying the Baby Yoda character... Because I could see that, like, when I heard about that, I thought it was going to be, like, a surprise. Like, ooh, there's, like, incidentally, we get a glimpse of a Baby Yoda. Isn't that titillating? Like, everyone should watch to see this surprise reveal. But you're saying it's a major character. No, it's, it's a major like the platform. MacGuffin. It's, like, the driver <laughs> right. of the plot is, like, the the hunt for Baby Yoda. And, like, I, I don't know. Like, I used to work really closely with the Disney social media team, and they're really smart, as you can imagine. And I'm sure that, like, while they're thrilled that, Baby Yoda has gone viral. If it goes too viral, there are risks, right? Like you don't yes. want it to become like the next Jar Jar Binks, and there <laughs> it becomes like, like a joke. A it becomes joke, a right. joke, and it and it like. And now this, you know, Jar Jar Binks was decades ago. By now, like things move so fast on social media. You're like, there, it's and cool you're not... one day, and three days later, it's like it has been. Right, and there's so many memes. People are like crocheting Baby Yodas and making photoshopped. Ads. Oh, did I tell you about the Frappuccino? No, the Starbucks what? Frappuccino no, Yoda. Me. Well, at first I heard about this and I thought like, well, they don't do like product tie-ins like McDonald's or Burger King. But it turns out that it's a custom thing you need to make. It's like an off-menu, like, you know, animal style burger at In-N-Out. Like it's like for people who are well, in you, the know? Yeah. No, no. But it's not like Starbucks knows how to make it. You have to request you have to di it's diy you have to ask like for a green frappuccino and then put like a special kind of caramel sauce in it and then and it has to be in an order and then whipped cream but then like some kind of sprinkles on top and then mix it in and a then, certain like, an way eye of a newt and then it turns <laughs> and, into baby and yoda it comes out looking like baby yoda <laughs> oh could you imagine <laughs> Going up at the star, like a busy Starbucks with a long line, and you're like, okay, <laughs> this is going to take a while. Let's start with a matcha green tea frappuccino. And you could see the barista being like, oh, here it goes again. And they've got like Maybe. a mortar and pestle in one hand. They're like mashing things up. It's like making a, a, a mojito, a caparina at a bar. It's no, but like, I think that's just evidence of like how crazy people have gone over Baby Yoda. So um, I don't know. I think people are like already anticipating the backlash. And one reporter recently was like, we're just one politician away from killing Baby Yoda. And then this other reporter was like, it's going to be Ted Cruz and I'm furious about it. <laughs> and before we knew it, there Wait, he was. Ted Cruz is anti-abortion. Ted so Cruz put a tweet with a, a response to this with a photo of Baby Yoda. And, and then it, it's just... No, why can't we have nice things? No. Why can't we have this beautiful... Just, just give us Baby Yoda. He's so cute. Yoda. Ted Cruz, you stay out of this. No, I don't want to think no. of Ted Cruz when I think of Baby Yoda. No, stay out of this. Let Baby Yoda be. I want the Mandalorian to leave Baby Yoda alone. <laughs> I want Werner Herzog to leave the Baby Yoda. Well, this alone. series has done its job if it makes you care this much, and you've only watched twenty minutes but, of it. But the problem is that what I want would end the series. <laughs> well, maybe they should go out on top. <laughs> Shut it down, please. No, nope. no. Nope. Uh, can we go back to politics for a minute? Yes, you have. We can. Uh, there's a lot going on on the Democratic side. Also, we haven't talked about that. Yeah, there's a lot of like newsworthy people in the, <laughs> in the Democratic race, and I want to talk about the two most newsworthy people, and Andrew Yang and Hunter Biden. The Yang course. Gang is that what they call them? The Yang Gang. Yeah. And I don't know the Yang Gang for some reason. Like I feel like I'm pulled into their magnetic orbit oh, really? sometimes. Like I feel I'm like fascinated. it's a catchphrase in search of a candidate. 
I don't know. I'm like, I just, I'm fascinated yet repelled by the Yang that's Gang. That's the sexiest thing. Yeah, I know. Right. right. I don't know what, I don't know what to make of it. The ultimate aphrodisiac. I don't know what to make of it, but there was a headline um, that you, you mentioned this and I had to Google it. And um, I guess this is kind of one of these like headline says it all situations. Here it is. Andrew Yang's staff pulls him back from spraying whipped cream into mouths mouths of kneeling supporters <laughs> I saw this video. it's insane so there's a video of this um yang opened a new office in manchester new hampshire this week and um who among us doesn't celebrate by busting spraying out a cream. can of ready whip and spraying <laughs> it into the mouths of kneeling supporters <laughs> i mean I, I i don't know i i like whipped cream but um this could be dangerous. Hold on. I got, I got a prop. Oh, you have some? Yes. Oh, Hold cool. On. Open wide. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> now I'm like high because I feel like you just sprayed nitrous oxide into my mouth. It is delicious. It is. I'm drinking bourbon and whipped cream at the same time. Yum. Except now we got whipped cream all over the microphone. But you have like the nice kind, the like. Oh yeah, this is the fancy the, Whole Foods kind. Yeah. More on that later. Okay, and, so he and then I saw the video and basically he did it to one kid, because all his supporters are like you know twenty, and uh, then all the other supporters were so excited they like lined up on their knees and opened up their mouths like baby birds or as if they were about to be like executed they <laughs> or lined like up receive on the- communion yeah <laughs> it's more like communion and andrew yang goes around he goes to the next guy and starts to like squirt the cream into his mouth too and then like an, a campaign aide behind him like jerks him back like that's enough he was man. like the optics of this situation <laughs> might not work on the internet I think that's what he was thinking. And and good, you know, it's always good to have people who will hold people. us back right. from our worst instincts. So Andrew Yang. No, no, nope. just keep your cream in your in pants. Your pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Who else? You know, there's other young bucks who are up and comers in the political world. And who can't keep it in their pants. So Hunter Biden, you know how I feel about Hunter. I, I love you wrote him. About him. I love him. We love hate him. We, he's cute and like poor Hunter Biden. He's right. been through enough. He's just, just kind of a sad sack schlemiel. And we His should leave him alone. His daddy helped him out a little bit. You know, happens all the time. Right. Um, and so, you know, the New York Post will not let up about Hunter Biden. And this week they had a story about how Hunter Biden was suspected of smoking crack in a D.C. strip club's VIP room. Yes. And the cover, the 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 front page in like a million point type font says uh, whatever. Uh, Hunter Biden smokes crack in jiggle joint. Jiggle joint. <laughs> That's what they called it. The it's been a joint. long time since I heard a strip club called a jiggle a joint. Jiggle joint. What is this, like the 20s prohibition era? It is kind of funny. I think we should bring back jingle, jiggle joints. Oh, they're here. They're just not called that. <laughs> it's, right. So so the Post, I feel like they, they buried the lead. They were reporting about an alleged incident that happened a long time ago. And they say that he was suspected of smoking crack at, at this strip club in D.C. called Archibald's Gentleman's Club. And the workers said he was a regular there, that he was usually a great customer, except one time someone smelled something and it smelled like burning styrofoam <laughs> in 2008. They suspected he was smoking crack in the VIP room. 
but so what? Like no one. <laughs> so, saw- so what if he was smoking crack? Well, <laughs> no one <laughs> saw him smoking crack. They someone smelled something. something. Okay. Two years ago. Right. It's not like everybody knows what crack smells like. I certainly don't. Right. At Archibald's Gentlemen's Club. <laughs> Archibald and told knows. the New York Post that they smelled something two years ago. <laughs> Coming from his private room. Yeah. It could be so anything. It could be anything. It could be incense. <laughs> he who smelt it dealt it. That is the <laughs> law of the land. <laughs> so the employees also said that he was a nice guy. He was friendly. He was a really good tipper. Good tipper. That should trump everything. That should be the headline. As long as you're a good tripper, a tipper, do whatever you want in do the VIP you room. Want. Also, they asked at one point in one of his benders, he like asked them to go out to a sex shop and get like a dildo and bring it back and like use it on him. I feel like who cares? This is consensual yes, activity that yes. he is paying. He wasn't for. like sex trafficking the the performer. No, everyone's in the loop. Everyone's getting paid. <laughs> everyone's getting good tips, and he's being nice. So that should be the lead of the story: that Hunter Biden is a nice guy <laughs> and a good tipper. I don't think the New York Post would really <laughs> give that the. The spin or the prominence that it deserves. Okay. So So even though we rely on the New York Post for most of the content in this podcast, we have to give our nope to them. Nope to them. Yeah. And yep to the jiggle joints. (laughs) Like we should provide a directory. (laughs) We all need a jiggle joint every once in a while. Especially now. Smoke a joint in a jiggle joint. Yes. There you go. That's our resolution for 2020. (laughs) Shut it down. No. No. Okay, enough of the jiggle joints. I need some jiggle myself. <laughs> I yeah. don't know what that means. So let's do our yups. These are the This Week in Hope, right? These yes. are the things that brought us a little ray of light, a little beacon of hope for the week. Rachel, you have a very literary, a very like uh, edifying Yes. Yup. Um, my yup goes to Rachel Maddow and her book, Blowout. Okay. And um, if you've ever It's asked- not about hair silent haircuts. It's not. <laughs> it's not, but it's about everything. So it might as well include that. If like if you've ever said to yourself, why are things the way they are, this book has the answer. She has somehow turned something that I always thought was so boring the natural gas industry and made Wait, the it... the book is about the natural gas industry? Yes. Like fracking? Fracking and natural gas and yes. Other kinds of gas. And other kinds of gas <laughs> and Russia and the global power struggle. And it, it really explains everything. It explains why Vladimir Putin interfered in the election. Why was Rex Tillerson made Secretary of State? Why are Oklahoma schools failing? Why is fracking bad? Literally everything is explained <laughs> in this book and she does it's so entertainingly. I have like 30 pages left and I'm just like savoring it. You know, Are you like, is there a surprise ending? Is there a twist? Are there spoilers? Don't give the spoiler away. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the world ends. The world is terrible. Okay, book. cool. Well, that's but, not a book I would have normally read, but now that you've recommended it, I I need holiday you reading. Must. It's written with humor and verve, and you could hear Rachel Maddow's voice. And I'm I just, bet there's an audiobook, so you could actually hear her. Probably. That would be a great if you're doing a road trip over the holidays. That would oh, be yeah. a great suggestion. Okay, my yup is goes to someone who, honestly, until a few weeks ago, I had never given a moment of thought to and it is princess anne of england oh my god same i never thought about <laughs> okay. her at all so for those of you i used to get princess anne and Miss princess margaret confused princess anne is queen elizabeth's daughter younger than prince charles so sister to young uh, prince charles and she's a little bit of a fuddy-duddy um and she was on my radar because she's in this uh british <laughs> sitcom called the windsors that i've been watching on netflix which is hysterical it's a farce making fun of the royal family they have people who impersonate the royal family brilliantly um i do recommend that 
Uh, and they portray Anne as like this old ghoul living in an abandoned <laughs> castle. And it's been going on for a few years, right? Yeah, it's, been going, yeah, it's a few years old, but they have specials. They had a special for the uh, Harry, Meghan, Markle wedding. Um, but then this is the season, season three, that Princess Anne arrives really on the crown. And she's uh, portrayed by an actress named Anne Doherty. And she is like sassy and worldwide. And she has BDE. And she's like the voice of like modern reason in the royal family. The smartest one in the whole family. The Hardest one in the room. It makes me wonder how she becomes the the, the ghoul in the abandoned <laughs> castle. <laughs> Something happened along the way. Yeah. I think being this the daughter of Queen Elizabeth might do that, or yeah. the, the daughter of Prince Philip, more likely. Um, but then she came up in the news this week in real life I know. with this Trump visit. And you found me the video. I didn't even know this. It's been going crazy and going viral. Yes. So it's when Trump was meeting the Queen and Prince Philip and uh Princess Anne is like off to the side and everyone was a little confused because like Trump wasn't like turning to to shake her hand and the queen turned to her like come on like, come like over, it's your say job hello. and Queen Anne was uh, Princess Anne was like Rah! and she like she like, like, she's like what, what do you expect like... me to do I'm not doing this shit yeah <laughs> so here's what I think I think we need more content from and about princess anne yes. she's the like dark horse of the family <laughs> I, want her to have a, I want her to have a development deal with netflix i, I want I, I want her to make like i want to told and everything <laughs> princess anne everywhere she needs a youtube channel she needs a cult following Yes. She has a cult following of one, which is me right we are now. And stands right here. <laughs> oh, yes, and stands. Okay. So seek out every I'm sure there's like on YouTube like documentaries about her. I am craving content. I'm I can't get enough information. <laughs> I'm gonna go as Princess Anne for the next Halloween. I'm all about her. Okay. So yep to Princess Anne. Rachel, we're back after Thanksgiving. We're so happy to be here. Yes. Um, we have guests coming up over the next we uh, few weeks. Guests. Yeah, we're yeah. not going to reveal who they are in case they cancel, which they <laughs> which do has, sometimes. Just happened. stand by. Um, we're going to be doing the Daily Nopes. And most importantly, to keep this franchise going, please rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. So it's like we have such good reviews. We're so proud when we get a new one. Yes. We're, we're, uh, I was looking at the geography. We're like all over the world, like hun like 100 plus countries people listen to we're we're big in Iceland now. We're big in Iceland. We're big in Sweden. Yes. Um, we're big in Iran, as we mentioned last week. Okay, anyway, thank you so much for listening. Terrible week. Wonderful to make this podcast. This has been This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. Wanna be my new friend? We got a lot in common.